You are listening to 51st Dates Houston. I'm Connie Leon, your host. We will be discussing relationships and dating and everything in between with people from all walks of life. So get ready. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to 51st Dates Houston. And we're back with a new show, with a new episode, not show, a new episode today. Um, I am still sick. I have allergies and a cold because I've done the whole COVID testing, so I'm not COVID anything. <laughs> um, everybody's been asking me online. They're like, do you have COVID? No, it's just a cold or allergies, something because something's in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so today I have a new guest, of course. Um, her name is Ariel Harris. And Ariel is going to tell us a little bit about herself. And she's not listened to any episodes, so she has no clue what's about to happen. <laughs> and she's very excited. <laughs> I am. So, Ariel, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. You don't have to give, like, the name of where you work, just, you know, what your industry is and what you do. Um, for this segment, it's very important for you to give me your age because I like people to know that we're covering, you know, all ages, all backgrounds, all education levels and that kind of thing. So okay. just tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Well, I actually work for myself, so I'm not really concerned about what, how the result of this conversation <laughs> may impact <laughs> anyone's image but my own. Right. Uh, I'm an attorney. I grew up here in Houston. I have three siblings. Um I don't know what else to say. I How old are you? 30. 30. 30. You're young. 30. I don't 30. think I knew that. Um, so, never married. Never married. No kids. No kids. Another fun fact. Uh, my favorite color is purple. Uh, I like to sleep. Uh, I like to do yoga. I like to read. I love to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you have no kids. Did we say that already? Zero. No kids. Never married. Are you currently dating? No, I'm dating no one. I'm You're just, dating I'm, no one. What do they call it? Not celibate, but uh, abstinent. I'm abstinent. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay, so that's different. Um, I don't think anybody said that. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the question. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> ready. <laughs> did you get nervous there for a minute? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so we were here the one night a few weeks ago. We were just talking about relationships, and it just it just became the topic, right, of conversation that night. Um, and from that night, I decided that I was going to interview you and Josh, who is part of the Creative Studio, which is where we record. And Josh already came in and did his interview. He did awesome. So, um same thing we're just gonna talk <laughs> so my first question is always what has been your best or your worst first date mm. and it can be one or the other or both okay well human minds tend to remember the worst critical because when you asked me that question the first one that came to mind was the worst uh-huh um this guy we talked about it right I had just gotten my hair cut, and this is the first time I'd gotten what you would call a ball fade. And uh-huh. Let me take this off because I feel okay. muffled. Uh-huh. Um, and he just kept touching my hair, and I asked him nicely to stop touching my head. And he just kept rubbing, and I said, well, if you don't stop rubbing my head, we won't go on any more dates. Right. And uh, he refused to stop, and so we stopped dating. What was it? Like, what was it? Like, he was just curious about how <laughs> no, it No, he really liked it. He oh. he was very attracted to it. Wow. But That's no means no. That's interesting. <laughs> no means. So, had you, that was your very first date? That was my very first date with, with that guy. Yeah. Okay. And then, so there was no dates after no. that because he wouldn't stop. That's kind of weird, though. Like, even if you're attracted to it and you've already told him no. Yeah. Like, you would think, just stop. 
right? Exactly. I mean, especially if he liked you, he would have stopped, I feel. Well, he was a different, he was of a particular ethnic background, and the males in that ethnic group were pretty dominant. And, okay. You know. What ethnic background he, is that? He was Nigerian. Oh, okay, okay. And they're just very, you know, yeah. strong yeah. in their disposition. Yeah, yeah. So I understand culturally, but personally, I wasn't with it. Right. That's that's different. That's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times um, people think that because I'm on social media and because, you know, I'm so public and I share a lot and have a lot of followers that they know everything about me. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll tell people, like, I go on dates all the time mm-hmm. and you'll never know. Mm-hmm. Like people, I will never put that out there. So for you, I mean, are you because I know you're in social media mm-hmm. and I mean, I follow you. You're pretty public, too. Is social media something or a place where you tend to share, like, about your dates or who you're going out with? Like, does that ever happen for you? Not about my dates. Okay. We would have to be in a relationship. Okay. And how long, like, how long, when does that happen? Like, is it a month or two months for you? Uh, I don't, I don't think I would put a time period on it. It would be, um, me sharing a partner on social media means, uh, I'm in love or okay. I care about you and I'm loyal to you. I wouldn't put a time limit on it. Okay. Which is backfired on a few occasions. Right. Because I could be in love and you could not be in love or I can be posting you and you're not posting me. And so, um, but I'm just trying to stick to who I am. Yeah. And so, yeah. So a lot of times, um, when I talk to girlfriends about this, it's like you, I can't hold back who I am. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I just have to be myself Mm -hmm. because that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like, I don't put a time frame on it either. I've gone out on dates with guys and shared it before. Mm-hmm. And and then I post, like, 20 other guys and people be like, is that your boyfriend? Is that who you're dating? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that's just a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't even figure out which guy I was actually on a date with. Mm-hmm. And and there's guys that I've gone out with that I never post or share about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it does backfire on you, right? Because yeah, then, then people are all up in your business and like, what happened? Well, yeah, then you break up. You got to delete all those pictures. Exactly. Yeah, no, I've, I've been there and that's done that. That's the backfiring. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, when does it go from dating to being a committed relationship? I guess it's kind of similar to the social media thing. How do you know, how do you make that kind of, um, not decision, but you know, when, when do you assume, okay, well, we're not really dating anymore. Now we're in a relationship. Well, I'm glad you use that word assume. Okay. I've learned not to do that anymore. Okay. Uh, and being absent, I've been able to have a clear mind. And so at this point, moving forward, it would be a sit down conversation. Are we... Are we together? Mm-hmm. And what does together mean for you? Mm-hmm. Are we exclusive? Mm-hmm. You know, am I your girlfriend or are we courting? You know, right. because we could be dating and girlfriend and boyfriend and not looking. You might not be looking to be married. Um, so is that so a lot of times. So I'm older, mm-hmm. right? I'm almost 40 and I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. And so for me, a lot of times when I think about a new partner or somebody else that I'm dating or going to be with, I don't really, like, think about marriage anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. I've already done that. Mm-hmm. So for you, is that, like, one of your main goals, right? I've heard, like, dating to marry. Is that one of the things that's very important for you? Right now, because I'm abstinent and not dating, it's not a goal. But when I step into the dating world, that is a part of the plan. Okay. If I find a partner who can be loyal, honest, um, committed to me, and, you know, we can form an, just a genuine, genuine relationship. We don't necessarily have to get a license. That's not 
like a formal have a formal marriage kind of thing okay that's not a necessity for me okay that sounds good i mean yeah i'm total. i totally agree with that for me um like i said moving forward because i've already kind of done that it for me it won't be any more about you know making it formal or having the big ta- party. Let's talk about it, right? Like yeah. that paper doesn't define the relationship. No, it's the individuals who are part of the the marriage. But if I have a partner who's like, no, I want to solidify it with pen and paper, I'm not opposed to that. Right, right, yeah, no, and definitely. I mean, I was with my ex husband for 19 years, right? We dated for seven, and then we were married for 12. So yeah, I don't think. You know, now I don't think I ever thought that that piece of paper or that party, I think for me, it was more culturally mm-hmm. and um, like being traditional for my parents, mm-hmm. you know, and following that. That's a lot of what I talk about. Right. Yeah. Is the fact that I did a lot of what I did with my relationships because mm-hmm. of that, um, because of wanting to follow the tradition, not wanting to break, you know, that culturally kind of I am very untraditional yeah and that's fine <laughs> like I love that because now I consider myself very untraditional mm-hmm. right where I mean I did live with my ex-husband before we got married but it was only a few months like maybe seven or eight months mm-hmm. and then we got married um and so yeah but it was very like taboo my mm-hmm. mom did not allow me to let anybody know that I was living with him before I got married and and even now you know we're divorced and it's been a couple years since we've not been together anymore mm-hmm. And my grandmother doesn't even know. Like, it's one of those things where you do not talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, everybody else knows, but my grandmother, she lives in Mexico, and she'll come back home from Mexico, come here from Mexico, and she'll ask me, like, on Thanksgiving and Christmas the last couple years, and where's your husband? And I'm, like, thinking, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not my husband anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where, um, for me, before I was very traditional, and now I consider myself very untraditional, so... Definitely, I'm... Welcome I, to the Freedom Club. <laughs> mm. So, have you always been like that? Like, you feel... Is that something, like, with your parents? Like, are your parents together? Or is it something that you just are your I have your not own? always been like that. I, I'm very fluid in my identity. Okay. Um, mainly because I grew up um, very um, religious-based. So, okay. my parents... I grew up in a hostel, but my parents divorced when I was 13. Okay. Um... Yeah, so my ideology behind marriage and was based and rooted in the church. So I was taught to, you know, wait until I got married. I was taught to, you know, have children during marriage. Um, but that's not the real world. Stuff right. happens. So I've learned to accept that anything could happen. Right. Yeah, and I love that. I love that word fluid because it's very important. I know for myself, like for my kids um, now, you know, I just am going to be very open minded when Mm -hmm. it comes to their relationships and, you know, how they kind of approach Mm -hmm. life because it's how you should be. I felt for a long time that my mom was very, um, very open about it. But Mm -hmm. looking back now, she's very traditional Mm -hmm. and very unhappy about my current situation. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm trying to go back to my questions. Um, So we talked about when you know you're in a relationship and then you did kind of mention that you're non-traditional right mm-hmm. so when it comes to tra- to dating and being traditional or non-traditional mm-hmm. like do you approach guys or do you let them approach you and then like how much effort is placed afterwards in like the whole chase thing so let let me be fair in my in, in my disclosure of being non-traditional yes there are some very traditional things about me 
Uh-huh. And one thing I didn't speak about is my sexuality or my sexual orientation. I do I, I do presently identify as bisexual. Okay. But I'm more so looking towards having a relationship with a male partner okay. at this point in time. So that's why I say I'm fluid. Yeah. Um if it comes to dating a male, he has to approach me. If it comes to dating a woman, I would definitely approach a woman. Mm, that's typically that's how it goes. I, right. I would approach a woman. Well, I can totally see that about you because you're yeah. very strong, independent. So, I mean, for myself, I'm very forward. I'm very, like, with a guy, I will be the one, to, sometimes, not always, but sometimes, I'll definitely be the one to, like, approach him or say hi. I think it's less intimidating for me. I don't mind hearing the answer no, you know, than to wait. I feel more intimidated when I have to wait. If well, I have to wait for a guy to approach me, I'm like, oh, I can't with this. <laughs> well, my experience in approaching, now let's, let me be honest, it's not that I haven't done it before. I right. have done it before. Right. Um, and my experience has is not necessarily been rejection. It's just, to me, it's out of order. Mm. For me and, and my walk and uh, my faith with now what I understand to be god's plan for me mm-hmm. um it's just never worked out with guys when i when i was the aggressor mm. or when i was the approacher um when i say never worked out like i'm the type of person who can be your friend after we date Mm-mm. we can i can still visit with your family when I say never worked out, I mean, like, I won't even talk to you anymore. Never worked out. <laughs> because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking with or what lens I was looking through. But do you but... think it's just the same kind of thing? Like, it's very intimidating, I think, for a guy, for a girl to be, like you said, the aggressor or the more aggressive person. I think they are taken aback. Yeah. But I think it also depends on the guy. But what I'm not understanding about me and what I'm looking for in a male partner, the I wouldn't approach... Whoever my partner is, I know they're going to be the one to approach me. Mm. Yeah. I'm understanding that now. Right, right. I like that, that was a young, carefree, wild right. girl who would tend to approach. Yeah. No. And I think for me, um, because I'm older and dating, it's mm. one of those situations where I'm like, I'm it old is enough. What it is. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Like, I really, I've asked guys out and they've said no. And I'm like, okay, bye, bye. Like, on to the next one. You know, so it, I'm fine with it. Um. And, and I've asked girls out, and they were like, no. And I'm like, bet, on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think for me, I can be traditional. Mm-hmm. Once um, the person is, like, talking to me, I feel very strongly about that guy pursuing me mm-hmm. and him being the one to keep looking for me versus like me continuously looking for him and see that to follow the that's the second part of your question right uh-huh. um, what happens after either approach right that's um and that's what i've learned that i tend to be the one to continue to be more interested and more forceful about continuing communications and dating so now i'm just taking a different approach like you pursue me I'll, I'll meet your energy equally. Right. Um, and we can go from there. Right. So how long has it been since you uh, stopped dating? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your face. <laughs> because when you say dating, they're, okay, I'm going to just be very honest. Yeah. Dating as in like 
You know, you know how we do well, yeah. and don't date. Like, you can, what do you call define dating? Let's start So, there. for me, it would be, like, going out, meeting new people, you know, going out on actual dates, like, to dinner, for drinks. Like, just kind of that kind of thing is, just okay. meeting new people, I guess, would be dating for me. A very long time. Now, okay. does that mean I haven't engaged with other individuals low-key? No. But, like, openly dating, seeking right. dinner dates and right. movies, I don't know, along, over... Let's put it between a, a range because I don't want right. If, no, if this certain right. person ever hears this no. podcast, I don't want them to think we weren't dating. I think there are versions of right. dating. Okay. Let me say that. Okay. So I don't know at the at the very least three months. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No. So I mean, yeah. No, I totally understand that. For myself, like I am usually on, um, not usually, but I've been on like dating apps and stuff. And so, um, on and off, you know, I'll have my moods where I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm not gonna do that shit anymore, you know? And so it's been like two or three months where I'm just like not on dating apps. And then right now during COVID, like once or twice I've gotten on, but nothing came from it. Right. Like I would look, but it was like, eh, whatever. I haven't been on a dating app because you know, that's our generation now. Yeah. Yeah. Technology. And I guess that's where I'm gonna, I suck. Like guys have been in my DM and I, I might say, Hey, I might respond but I'm not going to follow through because I'm busy building. Right. But, you know, if people actually hung out, like go to places to date, like certain events and places, then that's, you know. So you've never been on a dating app or you just are not on No, I've been on a dating app. Uh-huh. That was like years ago. Okay. Okay. And, um, and yeah. did, it, did you meet anybody? Or did I it work out? I met a lot of crazy people. Oh, yeah. You see, everybody <laughs> says that. So I've never really met a lot of crazy So backtrack yes i've met a lot of crazy people but i've never like engaged you know like i'll like swipe on them and we'll talk for like two seconds and i'm like oh you're crazy this ain't gonna work out you know and i'd immediately delete but the people that i've actually engaged with and like talked to and ended up meeting in person which has only been maybe two or three guys um have been great yeah so one guy (laughs) maybe this is the worst person (laughs) well it wasn't the first day one guy we went on a few dates and like he he clearly had anger issues like he was cursing me out by the second third what? day. I was just I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't deserve to be cursed out. Right. We were we were going to he was I think on his lunch break and we were gonna go get drinks, like a smoothie. Okay. And I was trying to respond to an email and he I was like, Go ahead, I'll come behind you. And I must have took too long and he just came out and started swearing, like, get your and I was like, Oh no. Yeah, so and then I just yeah, the other dates were just weird, like People that sh- is weird yeah. for like a second or third day. Like, exactly. why are you yelling at me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's crazy. But you know what I've learned? Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I don't date. It's all about, it's all about your vibration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like I said, in the past or how I grew up, I grew up in a very, um, no shade on my family or anything, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, vocal people who like to yell and curse and um, have different forms of love let me say that yeah and so i think you whatever you vibrate whatever energy you exude is what you receive right and the reason why i stopped dating was because i just kept attracting some psychos some sick people and i had to do some internal work and be like why am i attracting these people well because i haven't healed from a lot of my childhood trauma Mm -hmm. and i haven't healed from a lot of my adolescent and college trauma from dating right so now i'm like 
and we clear out that energy yeah so the good can come yeah no and I totally agree with that um I've been doing audible books and um I listened to a couple of books in the last few months and of course I go to therapy too Mm -hmm. um where that's the main focus right Mm -hmm. it's like healing those traumas and healing all of that past kind of um chaos and Mm -hmm. stuff that just isn't serving you so that the right person comes Mm -hmm. in and that you can recognize that um so definitely agree with all that. And just to tell you, like, you seem like a very peaceful and serene person every time I meet you. So Because I am. Right. But there is another version. <laughs> is there? Yes. Okay, what it's, does that take? Alcohol? No. And, and see, I don't do alcohol anymore. Okay. I don't do none of that. Uh-huh. It doesn't take that. It just takes me feeling unsafe um. or feeling disrespected. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, you will get I'm I'm just going to protect myself. I see. Okay. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. I'm just, I'm very, like, you're very mellow and, like, laid back. I feel like I'm very, like, loud. And, like, every time I come into the studio, I just have to, like, peel myself back a little bit because people will be in here and I'm like, okay, Connie, relax. I say be Don't you. Don't be so loud. No, definitely. I can be very loud around bunches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what I want to tap into is the, what I like to call Ariel without the trauma. I like that. Who is Ariel without the trauma? That's who, that's the soul journey I'm on. And I just don't want to attract, I think we all have multiple soulmates. Mm -hmm. And I think I've definitely been in some beautiful relationships that taught me many lessons. Um, And those people, we were, I would like to call them like soul twins to this, like trauma twins. Right. Like those relationships were diabolical. Wow. (laughs) They, you know, were sad and yeah. sick and, and full of hurt and I at that point in time I was like oh yeah this could be my soulmate or I can ma- I can see myself marrying this person yeah but the end would have just been right. terrible mm-hmm. so I think there are different versions of our soulmate depending on our level of vibration or mm-hmm. conscious awareness and I just intend to date with intention mm-hmm. and to receive a positive response from the universe right that doesn't involve all that crap. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that for myself has come across as like being emotionless is what I've been told by a couple of people. And I'm like, no, I just like the peace now. You know, I'm so I'm just a very naturally loud and, you know, energetic person when it comes to relationships. I tend to really lay back, you know, like I'm I just yeah. like. A very chill now, right? Because, no, that wasn't me in my marriage, you know, or that wasn't me in my early 20s. Like, I was very loud, and I was the one fighting and always picking the fights, right? Because that's just who I was. I was very jealous, you know, early mm-hmm. on in my marriage and just very um, young and unexperienced, mm-hmm. right, where I didn't know where or how to, like, get a hold of that energy, you know? And now I'm very laid back when it comes to my relationships. Like, I... So a couple of guys that I've gone out with, they're like, you seem very emotionless. I'm like, no, I'm just done with the, you know, drama. Yeah, my uncle used to always say, guard your heart. And that means be mindful of who you allow into your heart space. Right, Um, definitely. One thing that um, most people, I think, might not be aware of, I'm an attorney professionally, but in my personal life, I don't don't like to argue. Mm. I do not like conflict. I will let you talk to yourself. <laughs> and I've I've had, you know, partners who um, were angry that I just wouldn't engage. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, right. I don't, we can compromise. We can, we can, we can come to a resolve. Like, yeah. 
there's no point in raising your and voice. There's certain, right. And there's certain things that I will argue with you on, but I'm not going to get loud about it. You know, I'm not going to get upset or loud about it, but I'm still going to argue with you on it. You know, I'm still going to um, make sure that my point comes across as like, this is what I believe. This is what I want. And if you don't want that, then that's okay. You know, I'm going to move on. Or But that's or, it, right? So why argue? Yeah, this, exactly. This is where I stand on it. Yeah. That's where you stand on it. Right. That's what that's what we at. That's how yeah. I am in a relationship. And I think that similarly, that's why people might say you're emotionless. Right. Because there's no emotion behind that. Right. Well, because I'm so done with, like, the drama. You know, I don't want that in my life anymore. Like, I'm, again, I'm almost 40. You know, there's just, I just want to be at peace with myself and, and with everybody. So, yeah, definitely. So here's a question that I thought of while I'm talking to you. You've dated both men and women. Mm-hmm. Do you feel one is better than the other do you feel there's a big difference there like what for you has been like one like difference that you feel that would help like us women who are straight like what the hell are we doing wrong no i'm not you said that i don't think one is better than the other okay and i don't think women are doing anything wrong i think like i said people need to unpack their trauma mm-hmm. um depending on your your social economic status it, it determines a lot about your, you know, the psychological trauma you've endured. Right. Uh, the physical trauma you've probably endured. And your ethnic background has a lot to do with your the discipline, you know, how you were disciplined. Right. So what I'm noticing, I think a lot about, you know, that's such a general, that's going to be a very general statement. Let me say <laughs> this. When it comes to dating men, I've dated a fifty year old. Mm-hmm. I've dated, you know, I'm thirty, so I'm. I've always dated way older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's say I was eighteen dating, you know, a twenty five year old, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I was twenty one dating a thirty some year old. I've always dated older than me. What I realize is either you're mature or you're not. Right. Either you're conscious or you're not. Either mm-hmm. you have positive intentions or you don't. So. If you're getting into a relationship with a male as a woman and it's constantly not or and you constantly see the same negative traits, and this is no shade on women, right, but do the internal work, sis, um because you probably have some unresolved daddy issues mm-hmm. or some unresolved sexual trauma mm-hmm. um that's attracting this type of energy right. I don't think one is better than the other. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot for you to recognize that for myself. Like when I was first going through my separation and my divorce, um, people would tell me like, oh, just heal and just heal yourself. And I would get so pissed. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't need healing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And even now, like even now that it's been two years and I know that I've worked on a lot on myself and that I've, you know, I've dated and gone out, but I haven't been in a relationship in a really long time. And so, um... So I know that I've worked on myself. And even now, like, there's certain times when I'm like, I've done the work. Like, stop. Yeah, just leave but me alone. have you set your intention? Yeah. No, definitely. You know, like, I've literally prayed, meditated, and I write in my journal. Yes, and me too. And I visualize what's next for me because I literally was the woman who was like, I don't have to get married. I don't have to have kids. Right. But now that I'm more present and mm-hmm. in the moment. And basically surrendered mm-hmm. myself to God. Mm-hmm. I see clearly, like, God was like, you're going to have two kids. I'm like, what? You talking to me, God? <laughs> you can't be talking to me. Two kids. I, I You know, my I'm a dog mom. So uh-huh. I thought that was going to be the extent of right. the type of love I experienced. Mm-hmm. 
and um, when I when I had that conversation with God, um, it, it just made me reflect on. I'm like, oh my God, people gonna see me pregnant, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me, you know, open my heart space to mm-hmm. um, receiving a partner because I'm like, the only way I'm gonna have kids is if I have a partner, right? That's committed and loyal and ain't going nowhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really got to do the work to prepare for, you know, the man that God has for me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, I definitely think that uh, for myself, it's I think even so in the last eight months since like COVID happened um, has been, I feel like the biggest me digging deeper into who I am, Likewise. what I want, you know, everything. Um, a lot of journaling, like you said, a lot mm-hmm. of um, listening to audibles where I listen to The Secret. Um, there's a book called uh, The Universe Has a Plan, mm-hmm. where it's just about setting those intentions and truly. So at the beginning of the year, I did my list, right? Those lists of like um, what you want in a partner. Mm-hmm. And they've it's changed slightly, but I think it's gotten a lot more specific in the last six months, especially in the last three months. Um, where I've just really been thinking about, okay, this is not what I want anymore. You know, I don't want to attract the unavailable men anymore. I want to attract certain Another things. question should be is, what do you want your partner to appreciate in you? You know, yeah. we're so busy trying to mold and manifest the other individual, but what do you want your partner to see, appreciate? I like that. And, and give thanks to God in you. Right. I like that. I love that. I haven't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, I guess I have thought about it, but uh, now I'm gonna think about it more, mm-hmm. more in depth. Um, okay. Oh, well, that was good. <laughs> that was a good segment. Um, so another fun question is, who pays on the first date? It depends on who I'm out with. Okay. If I'm out with a woman, uh-huh. I tend to, you know, uh-oh. you tend to be the person that I picks tend up the to bill. Be the person who t- picks up the bill. Okay. Girl, I'm sorry. I don't know what my phone is. <laughs> you're fine. And if you're out with a guy, do you usually make if them I'm pay? out with a guy, um, it depends on who asks who out on the date, right? Okay. Um, like I said, I'm fluid and I'm right. condition. I'm I'm non-traditional in that sense. Uh, if a guy asks me, I do expect for you to pay. <laughs> you 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 ask for my time, right? You know, time is money mm-hmm. in everyone's world, particularly in mine, because I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but if I'm out, if I ask a woman out, I'll definitely pay. Okay, yeah. I like that. Um, so to that, is a coffee date a date? Depends on the conversation. Okay. So I'm what sorry. what is it like? What does the conversation have to be if it's going to become a date or not? Or if you consider it a date. Well, did you, was this like, hey, let's go on a coffee date? Uh-huh. Th- was that the initial part, you know, introduction to the date? Okay. And what are we talking about? Okay. <laughs> so, so many conversations went in my head. Uh, so, okay, because I've been on a few coffee dates where it's just like, let's just meet up and have coffee. Uh-huh. So that wouldn't be a date. You don't think? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm a sapiosexual. Okay. So if we're having good intellectual conversation mm-hmm. conversation and I'm, you know, attracted to you because of it mm-hmm. and you said this was a date, it's a date and let's see where it can go. Right. It depends on what you're looking for. Right. And what you're looking with. Depending yeah. on what you're looking with determines what you get. 
Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I've been on coffee dates, uh-huh. and I'm okay with that being were a date. Were they fruitful, or were um, they, in, or they like, this is it? Well, this some of them be. were just like, eh, this is it, you know, kind of thing. And there was maybe one that it was like, oh, okay, this could be something else. And so. I think, and I, let's, let, let me say this, I don't think I've ever been on a coffee date. Okay. So... If you if you're at a coffee date, I think I think coffee dates might be a good icebreaker because a good way you to have nothing to disturb or cover up. Right. What's going on? We're literally just talking. Right. We're right. not eating. We're not dancing. We're There's not no drinking. Drinks. Yeah. I can yeah. see all the red flags. Right. <laughs> you're very clear. Yeah. No. I I believe. I mean, I think it's a date. A lot of people are very adamant that it's not. So, that's good. Um. So, is sex important? Yes. <laughs> and I'm asking it. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Like, everybody that I've asked, they're like, yeah, sex is important. And I think what um, I like to say is that it's important, but it's not everything, right? Like, you've been married before. So yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. The people that I speak to that have been married before, they say, you know, and you know, I don't, I don't disagree with that statement because sex, you know, is not going to make or break a relationship if, Really, it's about loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might come a point in time where you can't have sex. There might come right. a point in time where someone gets sick and you literally have to take care of that person and right. there's no sex. Right. Um, for me, is it a factor? Has it been a factor? Absolutely. But right now, like in the dating world, I, I, I'm abstinent. Yeah. So I can't say yeah. Yeah. until... Until you get back in that world. Until I, get back. I mean, but even when I'm dating, I won't be having sex. So I don't know. Okay. So do you know when you're like you just you're just going with the flow? You I don't, don't know. Yeah, when you I don't date. know what's going on. But I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say this. What I've experienced about being abstinent, I can see so clear now what someone's intentions are, and I know I know who I am as a sexual being, and I know what I bring to the table, and that's why I can confidently be abstinent. Right. Um. I love that. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. I mean, it definitely sounds like you've been really working on yourself and what you want and what you stand for. So I like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not always a peaceful person. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, in doing the reflection and the internal work, I'm like, man, I get it now. I get yeah. it why that person left or I get why that person looked at me that way or why, you know, yeah. we, we can't even be friends. It wasn't all them. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we're all human. We Mm -hmm. all have flaws. You know, there's things I know for me, like my energy level sometimes is through the roof and I, that scares people. And for me, sometimes I just want to, I'm going to leave that at a blank. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Um, okay. So what is the biggest deal breaker for you in like a relationship or you go out with someone and you automatically notice this and you're like, done, I'm not doing this again. A liar. Okay. Any and and you know there are degrees of lying, mm-hmm. but there's no there's absolutely no need to lie to me. Yeah, you could tell me anything. You really can, and I'm gonna accept it. You know, if I trust you, if I like you, if I respect you, if you stimulate me intellectually, if you make me feel safe. I mean, there's there's no need to lie to me. I'm not. Yeah, that's so, one of my biggest yeah. things too. Is like just be honest with me, right? Like you, yeah. I'm not, I just, I'd rather people be honest and let me know the truth, right? Like, yeah. So in the past, I've allowed little bitty lies to, mm-hmm. cause I, my brain, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. any woman's brain, right? It's, I store a lot. Like, for instance, a friend of mine made a statement 
just last week and um I don't know the state the inconsistency was made last week but I don't know probably was like over a year ago when he made the first statement mm-hmm. and then he made the second statement last week and it was a lie and I was like I mean I didn't address it I'm like, why are you lying to me like that? Right. Yeah, no, and sometimes it's the little things. Like, yeah. for me, for me, it's that, right? Like, if you have to lie about something simple and easy, like, what does that say about everything else that you're doing? I Yeah, yeah, I just, I, that's one of the biggest things for me. Like, don't lie to me. That's so it. now, moving forward, yeah, when I see the little lie, that's it. Yeah. I've always let that's been the problem, right. right? That's why I say you have to do the soul work mm-hmm. because it's not always that person. Right. If you're the codependent, if you're the enabler, if you're the I want to ignore red flags person, that's on you. Yep. That's yep. on your conscience. It is. It really. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we recognize our own flaws, but then being able to recognize those things in other people and knowing that that's not what you want for yourself, not letting it slide the first time. Right. Yeah. So definitely. So the opposite of that, what are the top three qualities that you try to or that you are now looking for in a person? Number one, they have to have some type of spiritual journey going on, Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're not grounded spiritually, when we lose our way, because it's inevitable, Mm -hmm. what are you falling back on? Mm -hmm. Are you falling back on alcohol? Are you falling back on porn? Are you falling back on your friend? Um, you know, me, um, my my spiritual walk, you know, I, I'm non-denominational. So you, for me, you have to believe in something. Mm-hmm. It can't be the devil. Right. <laughs> so, number one, some type of spiritual journey that is respectful of all human beings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number two... I'm just saying, you you gotta be able to know how to please me sexually. Okay. You know, um, and then three, integrity. That mm-hmm. word just kept popping up because in, integrity it permeates every other aspect of. You have to have integrity professionally. Mm-hmm. You have to have integrity, um, you know, in your friendship circle. You know, so it all boils down to be honest, be truthful, don't lie. So, yeah. integrity. Because now what I'm learning is if you're inconsistent, let's say we're in a relationship. Let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you see that they have no integrity with that friendship mm-hmm. or they have no integrity in the workplace. I mean, it's going to come out. They really didn't have no integrity in your relationship. Right. It's one of those things that trickles out into everything else that you do. I mean, it's a lot of things like that. So, definitely. I like that. Those are good. Those are really good. This was good. Those are all my questions. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that was easy enough. Yeah, it was. So, um, can people follow you online and where can they find you? Yes. Um, they can follow me on Instagram at my... I have two business pages. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. So, you can follow my business pages. One is a bar prep program for people who are just graduated from law school it's called the underscore jedi underscore three 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 so t-h-e underscore j-d-i underscore three 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 and then girl i forgot my other one the meditating lawyer it's t-h-e the word meditating underscore a period lawyer 
I'm sorry, I'm not really on social media like that. <laughs> You're fine. And I'll <laughs> tag you on my Instagram whenever I post this. But yeah, thanks so much no for problem. sharing. This was fun. I hope you had fun. I'm going to cringe. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Thank you guys so much for listening. And come back soon because we'll have a new episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>